Welcome to Be Lifted Up. Be Lifted Up with the Successpert, award-winning financial educator, wealth expert, speaker, and author, Alfred Edmund Jr. And your co-host, life coach and author, D. Marshall. It's Be Lifted Up. Be Lifted Up. It's Be Lifted Up, your guide to living an abundant life. I am so excited about today's show. Uh, We are talking about entrepreneurship, side entrepreneurship, and our question is how, your question actually, is how can I start a business and have a job? A lot of people are dualpreneurs today. And that being said, my name is DC Marshall. I am the co-host and he is... Alfred Edmund Jr. I am the co-host with D. Marshall, and D. and I are both excited about this topic, uh, in part because uh, we both have been or are dualpreneurs or, or practice side entrepreneurship, have or do, I currently do. Listen, whether you did it out of necessity, um, particularly if you came out of the pandemic because of income loss or job loss, or some people do it as a choice. They, they want the benefits of having a job, and literally with the benefits, but also have a passion or a business concept that they want to pursue. Sidepreneurship, dualpreneurship, side hustling is the reality of our economy. So we have a great guest today who's going to talk about that, Tara Jackson. Um, we're going to learn more about her. But if you're serious about making money, if you're serious about earning money, and we learned about the difference between earning and making in another segment of Be Lifted Up, this is a show you don't want to miss, particularly if you're living that life right now. So, Alfred, it was side hustle. And now we're talking about side entrepreneurship. It's been called dualpreneurship. In fact, you see a lot of preneurship, couplepreneurship, um, you know, just a lot of variations of the, the, the work that people are doing now in addition to something else. The work that people are doing now to generate additional income, the work that people are doing now as an additional revenue stream, as another, uh, you know, uh, multiple revenue streams. We're always talking about that. But this is the topic for um, today about how people are adding to whatever else they're doing. Um, And so much so during COVID, I think the numbers are they have been mind blowing in terms of the number of people who have started businesses and maybe not by choice, but really by out of necessity, people, you know, um, having to make do. So um, side entrepreneurship, what say you? Well, see, there was, there's a couple of trends, several trends actually that was happening even before the whole world was impacted by the global pandemic. First, you had the, the, uh, the emergence of the gig economy. Uh, people driving Ubers, people doing deliveries of food, um, people doing these things that were driven by technology and apps that where people said, I have spare time. And in, in between the other things that I do, I can make some extra money. That was already rolling before this past year. The other thing that you have is you had a pandemic that made some side hustling a necessity. But the flip side is we're, we're living in, a, in an economy, in an environment where entrepreneurship is really being celebrated perhaps you know, more than any time in the last 50 years, meaning people have passions. They have things that they want to do. They have unused bandwidth that they can't use at their job. They have talents and skills that they can't use at their job. So whether it's to bring in additional income or just to, uh, to start a business that really speaks to their, to their spirit about what they want to do, 
and to do this thing that they have this passion for has created this real perfect storm of opportunities and motivation to not just work a job, to, to actually have other things that you can do, whether it's a side hustle or in the case of our guest that we'll be introducing momentarily, she calls it dualpreneurship. And what I wanna make clear the difference between side entrepreneurship or side hustling and dualpreneurship is when people who intentionally have a full-time job that they have no intention of leaving for very good reasons, but they also have a full-time business. So they're putting the emphasis on both syllables, if you will, and, and doing it literally as dualpreneurs, as opposed to some people who are like, I got a main job and there's this thing, kind of thing I do on the side for extra money. So it, it's really gonna be interesting to talk about this trend because it's not going away. It's changed our economy in so many ways, I mean, especially when you throw in remote work, which we were pushed into during the pandemic, but it's not going away, but lends itself to this whole idea of side entrepreneurship. And so listen, without further ado, I want to bring in our guests. If you're ready, Dee, are we ready? Yeah, but I, you know what? Yes. And and as we're queuing up our guests, I do want to, uh, you know, make some distinctions, although, you know, um, I think we use the language interchangeably. Sidepreneur, um, different from probably what Tara is going to share with us and, and what she coined, I believe, as a dualpreneur. The sidepreneur is for someone who works 20 hours or less. Uh, so I think that's how they define or how uh, it is being defined. The sidepreneur, um, it's a part-time entrepreneur who works fewer than 20 hours per week in their business. And so, yes, I just wanted to share that because the dualpreneur, um, as you defined, uh, is, you know, full-time business and full-time work. And one is just a, a part-time, which may uh, lead to full-time. It may lead to a larger business and a business that, that you know, um, an individual can grow and scale and employ other people, fuel the economy. So, um, so yeah, so this is great. So Tara Jackson, I know you know Tara. Um, everybody, if you go to dualpreneur.net, we're gonna, uh, there she is, there she yeah. is. So Alfred, go ahead. Say, Tara, <laughs> we go back. Um, I'm proud that she claims me as a mentor. Uh, she, first of all, her books are great. I first got to know her as the author of Financial Fornication. You gotta read her first book, Financial Fornication. Uh, she's a money expert, she's a credit expert, she's a small business expert. Um, she's also the author of The Four Financial Languages, which I'm privileged to say that I wrote the forward for. And her new book just came out, um, which I also was privileged to write the forward for, The Dualpreneur Bible, which speaks exactly to what we're gonna be talking about um, on this show today. Um, so please, again, Dee, I join you in welcoming Tara Jackson to Be Lifted Up, Your Guide to Living an Abundant Life. Hey, Tara. Hey there. Thank you for having me. Can you hear me? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. And, you know, just to put some clarity on it, there's a lot of people that are working full-time jobs, but they, you know, like you said, they have a passion outside of that, or they want to do something more than that. So they do have that side business, that side, that side gig, that side hustle. Um, but I'm trying to teach people how to do it the right way, because we don't want you to lose your job in the interim while you're doing this process. And there are some people who have no, you know, desire to leave their job. They love what they do. They just want their passions fulfilled and other, other, you know, bandwidths. And they can monetize off of it. Why not do that? You know what I'm saying? So I, I love talking about dualpreneurism. I love it so much that I trademarked it. 
that I, I am at. I call myself a dualpreneur and I stay at um, a, a job just to maintain my dualpreneurship because I'm addicted to the direct deposit. <laughs> I don't know about anybody else. You know, and in addition to the books and, and, and everything else you do, um, you also do events. You just had Side Gig Con, which again, you, you, you privileged me to, to have a, a fireside side chat conversation on the agenda with you. Um, but it is important to do this thing right. So talk to me about, or talk to our audience, talk to us about this concept of dualpreneurship and, and the idea that it's not a choice between one or the other. Um, and a lot of it is about the lifestyle that you wanna, you wanna lead um, to design your business and work life around the life that you wanna lead. Absolutely. Commandment number three is thou shall use common sense, right? And so it doesn't make sense and it won't make sense if you decide, oh, I have to leave my job to start a business. That is not true. That is a misnomer. Um, I tell people that, you know, if you do that, you run the risk of being a struggling entrepreneur and there is no banner, there's no award, there's no glory to being a struggling financially entrepreneur. If you can do it the right way without having to struggle financially, especially if you have people that are relying on you financially, that is probably the best way to do it. It's only glamorous from a millionaire who's now a millionaire that talked about their struggles, but when they were going through it, it wasn't that glamorous. But the whole concept is to help people to build multiple streams of incomes. Because let's face it, we have multiple streams of bills and dreams, right? And the way my bills are set up, they really don't care about my passion if it's not gonna make enough money to pay them. And so that, you know, if you think about that uh, passenger plane, a passenger plane has at least two engines, a dual engine airplane, and it's for fail safe and thrust. That's the whole concept, fail safe and thrust. And that is what dualpreneur is all about. It's about fail safe and thrust. If your business doesn't work out, you have that engine income of your job that can keep you in the air. If your job conks out, you have that side business income that can keep you in the air. And if you wanna move faster to your goals, whether it's paying off debt, whether it's building your retirement fund, whether it's vacation, you have that extra income to give you a thrust. So that is the whole concept of dualpreneur. No, you, 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 you call me the ultimate dualpreneur, your first dualpreneur, I forget which title you gave me, but I'm, oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm the textbook. I'm committed to my career at Black Enterprise. I've, I've been a, a leader, an executive editor there for more than three decades. I am not looking to go anywhere else. On the flip side, because of choices I made in my lifestyle and career now almost 10 years ago, I can do shows like Be Lifted Up Radio. I can do things that, are, that I, I wanna do and I don't want to choose between the two. So, I, you know, you know, that's I'm very, very passionate about what you started when you first told me what you were about to do. I was really excited about it. And, and I just think we can, that the listeners to our show can just get a lot out of it. Okay, you need two engines. Did a sister break it down? She deserves the right to own this space of dualpreneurship and dualpreneurism, uh, fail safe and trust. So I love this analogy of the airplane of, you know, in order for an airplane to not just to run, but to fly high. And so I like the idea of if you want to, um, I think go further, uh, farther, faster, you would go by airplane, this dual engine. So Tara, you have so, I think nailed it. And I wanna say this and then, and then uh, give the floor back over to you. You know, God used you in this and here's why. Because I know a lot of people struggle, a lot of executives struggle 
with having a full-time job, but feeling, I think they struggle. I think some struggle with wanting to do something else, but having the safety and the security of a big check, a six-figure check. And I think over the years, there's there they needed a solution. They needed the framing, the structure, the language um, of that, no, I'm a dualpreneur in that I like my job, I love my job, I plan to keep my job. But I also have this thing over here, whether it's a hobby, a passion, or I'm building wealth, I'm gonna do this here. I believe you, God used you in just framing this for people. I really do believe this. I notice in DC, so I do a lot of um, work um, all over globally. Uh, my company, Diversity Engage, we're in 23 countries, but in the DMV area, at one point, I noticed a lot of government, you know, G4 classified. They also, they were dual career and they were in ministry. I noticed a lot of that. And so it was a dual thing. And so that's why I really believe what you have created further amplifies having a dual track or dual something and so, yeah, so I want to just hand this back over to you uh, 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 to talk more about, you know, what it is that you have created and, uh, and how it is that it's serving corporate executives and, and business, uh, you know, business leaders. Yeah, co considering I was a former interim president CEO of a credit union in Atlanta, Georgia, um, I, I really get the C-suite and the executive roles where, we, you know, our job is to represent the organization and we get paid a lot of really good money to do it but we still have that passion that's outside of who we're supposed to be at work and how to do that. You know, I didn't, I didn't create this. It's we were already doing it. I just named it. You know what I'm saying? I just called it a name and I'm like, Oh my God, we have a name now and we can embrace each other with it because there's so many of us out there, you know, quite frankly, I want it so that employers want to hire dualpreneurs. There is something very unique. And I talk about why employers should hire dualpreneurs because dualpreneurs think differently. An employee wants to go in there, their 40 hours, do their job, other miscellaneous duties as a sign, please don't even do that to me. Um, Cross-training, I don't wanna be bothered with that. They go in and they get their job and that's okay for a lot of people who, if that is what they wanna do, there's no judgments, do you boo? Um, I'm just that chick that I'd like to learn more. I wanna do more, but I wanna learn how this job can help me build my wealth outside of this job. What can I learn from another department that's gonna help me to grow a business? That's just how my mind thinks. Even if I don't like the job, one of the things I did always say is whatever I don't like about the job, just don't do that. <laughs> I won't do that in my business. I, I'll learn from it. If it's, an, if it's a manager that I just cannot hate, you know, and I just cannot stand, and I have hated a lot of managers, you know, don't judge me. You know, I just don't, I won't be that. I won't be that type of person when I am going to manage someone. So I, I encourage every dualpreneur to leverage what they're learning and what they're getting from their jobs. I talk about in, in the commandment number nine, I talk about thou shall um, leverage employee benefits. Like there's so many benefits. If you're a full-time entrepreneur, you have to pay for your, um, for your medical bills, you know, your, your medical insurance, you know, you have to pay for your own training. 
if you're working a full-time job, they're going to pay you to get that training and development and go to conferences. They're going to pay your benefit, your health benefits. There's so many, they may pay your tuition reimbursement. Why not leverage that in information and those tools to be able to help you with your business outside of that? I also teach people how to be very careful with their, you know, understand your employee handbook. Is there a moonlighting um, clause in there? You know, you shouldn't have to hide what you're doing as long as there's no conflict of interest. Understand conflict of interest. And I think if employers start teaching their employees how to be dualpreneurs, they'll have more faithful employees. Because quite frankly, the job that I'm at now, they encourage me to do what I do. So I don't ever really want to leave them because if anything, I want to give more back to them and help them more. You know, one of the things I love about the whole concept of dualpreneurship is that it puts the lie to this false narrative. And I'm going to give you both sides of the narrative. When you're a, a successful professional or an executive and you got a good job and you tell people you want to start a business, people, you know, your family, you crazy. You got that good job. You got that. Why are you trying to do that? So they that's said, one they side. They got that good government job. Yeah, you better keep that good government yeah. job. <laughs> On the flip side, and we see it a lot in social media, you have you know this narrative of entrepreneurs that basically say if you're an employee, you're a sucker. You you know, oh, you're building somebody else's dream, you're serving someone else's vision, and you're a sucker if you're not an entrepreneur. There's something wrong with you. And I always said that's a false narrative because wealth creation is more about what you do with what you make, not about how you make the money. So, you know, neither one has the corner of the market on the pathway to wealth because it depends on your stewardship or whatever you get. So I, I just love this idea. I mean, tell me, tell me your thoughts about this, what I consider a false narrative that either you need to be a, a good employee and work your way up the ladder and spend, you know, decades in a, in a particular profession and focus on that, or you need to stop being a sucker and start your own business and build your dreams. And neither one is a guaranteed path to wealth, but you, have, you see that false narrative being debated on, on social media and in other arenas all the time. I think the sucker is the person that's struggling as an entrepreneur telling other entrepreneurs they have to quit their job to be an entrepreneur as if there is some type of ward or banner for being a full-time entrepreneur and struggling in it. There for some reason, like if you don't struggle as an entrepreneur, you're not a real entrepreneur. That's, some, that's the most bullish thing I've ever heard in my life because um, if I can still be an entrepreneur, fulfill my dreams, make some money, and I don't have to financially struggle or put my family in a position to financially struggle, that makes me an absolutely brilliant person. How I can leverage the man, have the man, the man is going to be my first corporate investor. The man is going to give me the capital to be able to start and run and grow and scale my business. You know, hell, I love the man. Judge me because the man has put me in a position to be able to rebuild my savings, grow my 401k for my retirement because Juanita, which is my future self, she wants to travel and have a young boyfriend. So that's going to cost her a lot of money. So Tara has to build up that right now. And so not only my job helps me do that, but now I, I get to fulfill my dreams. I have a website building company. I, I do um, virtual events. I speak. People pay me to speak. They give me a mic and they want to pay me money for it. Really? Um, and that fulfills my heart's content. And I love helping people. I do business coaching. I love helping people. And who is, to, who is anyone to tell me that it's either or? With dualpreneur, it's and. You can be an employee and an entrepreneur. You can do it all, have it all, be it all. 
but you don't have to do it alone. And that's what the community is all about, is to be able to support each other and give each other resources and education so that we can get through this thing called life, work, and family and put it all together to integrate. Well, there you have it. Listen, uh, we are going to come back and on the other side of this, we'll talk a little bit further um, about this conversation. I, I'm trying to think, who are those people calling the, the full-time uh, workers and dualpreneur suckers? No, nobody's really talking like that. Uh, but we'll talk about that on the other side of the break. It's Be Lifted Up, your guide to living an abundant life. And we're here with Tara Jackson. We'll be right back. Announcing the Mocha Podcast Network, an innovative lifestyle podcast network featuring conversations from a Black perspective. Curated with respected voices led by actresses and comedians, Sherry Shepard and Kim Whitley. We're funny and we have a yes. point of view. We call that edumatainment. That's what we call it. Is that what it is? Veteran TV journalist, Rolanda Watts. Shocking the heck out of everybody. The legendary Unky Divas in Vogue. This topic is girl groups in the industry. To syndicated broadcast personalities, Lonnie Love and Dee Dee McGuire, as well as an array of experts and activists. Mocha Podcast Network, a lifestyle destination with authentic voices and perspectives designed to enrich and empower women of color with a unique listening experience. More than a destination, the Mocha Podcast Network is a full-service studio that offers an ongoing portfolio of production, distribution, marketing, guest booking, and most importantly, ad sales. With a unique revenue model for podcasters that includes customized promotional campaigns created specifically around podcaster and targeted audience, service social media promos and pushes, MPN brand advertising, targeted electronic newsletter, experienced sales representation, for advertisers, the Mocha Podcast Network is a safe marketplace to align their brands with trusted voices, organically engaging the highly in-demand female consumer and more. With quality over quantity, from concept to completion, now is the time for content creators and brands to join the innovative Mocha Podcast Network and experience unapologetic conversations with a new perspective. Welcome back to Be Lifted Up, your guide to living an abundant life. We're talking about side entrepreneurship, and I'm going to say dualpreneurship because of our special guest, Tara Jackson. I'm here with my co-host, D.C. Marshall. And listen, D is expressing a little bit of surprise, maybe a little skepticism, that there is an element out there that looks down on employees if they're an entrepreneur. D, there's a strong element, particularly on Instagram. You know, maybe Very every strong. meme is about, oh, you know, you should be building your own wealth and not building somebody else's wealth. Again, you're, you're really being told you should quit your job and start a business. You, did you need to make that choice? Um, and if you're not doing that, there's something wrong with you. You're not serious about wealth creation. You're not serious about yourself. You don't, you know, I see it all the time. Now, let me, let me give this caveat in fairness to D. A lot of it depends on who you follow. This is true. This is true. I, 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 and That's of course, right. because of my, my career and my, my being an entrepreneurial <laughs> geek, I follow a lot of entrepreneurs. There's a real kind of looking down the nose thing go, that goes on with entrepreneurs, even the struggling ones. Like they, said. Yeah, they, I know they, they're not doing well. I know they're struggling. 
And they're yeah. still pointing to their family members that got the good government job and like, well, I'm free. I can do what I want. I don't work for the man. You're not free. And, and the, the dude with the, the job, my cousin with the job was like, yeah, but I'm paying all my bills and I got health benefits. Asking and, me for money. That's right. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, Tara. You yeah, mean, so here's the deal. Hmm? Two responses to that. I do agree with those who say you should be building wealth. I agree with that. What I, where I disagree is telling people that they should be entrepreneurs. I'm an entrepreneur, I'm a CEO. I run a, a for-profit company. My clients are Fortune 500. I have worked for my same client. So I have been a corporate executive on Wall Street. I had trained million dollar producers and I run my own shop. I started as a solopreneur. I started as a sidepreneur. I worked full-time and I ran my company. And then I left the company and I became a full-time entrepreneur. Um, but, but here's the deal. And then I've grown uh, my company from solopreneur. Uh, we have a team, we have 22 people uh, on the team. We're in 23 countries. Not that we have clients who are global in 23 countries. No, right now we have hands in the work and we are literally delivering in 23 countries and largely Europe and Asia, right? But so here, and, and I coach executive women, high level, high ranking, high profile. Here's what I want to say about that second comment. Not everybody is cut out to be an entrepreneur. Hallelujah. Guess what? Guess what? People are skilled and their unique brilliance and genius is running Fortune 500 companies, running their uh, products, marketing, diversity, learning and development. Some people are gifted and talented in that space. And I hold them up just like people who are gifted and talented in running businesses. We don't all need to be entrepreneurs if we could. No, we need some people to work these good government jobs. Okay. Yes. And let's talk about black folks. We need some of us to be fan out. Let's everybody fan out. We need some of us in all spaces. So that second part of that comment about you should quit your job, I would never say to anybody, you should quit your job. Unless you're in a toxic environment, I say you should quit your job and find another job. But you're Thank not you. caught up, caught, uh, cut exactly. out for that. In fact, I employ some of my colleagues um, who work full-time jobs, they want to be entrepreneurs. No. They want to do their own thing. They don't want to run the company. And so some of them work with and for me, to be quite honest. So right. I just, I hate to hear that because I do think there are people holier than thou or sort of on this elitist because this entrepreneurship thing is just, it's really yummy and delicious, but don't make other people feel bad because like Tara said, like, no, you, you have... You have great benefit and great, great opportunity. So I just wanted to clarify that. I think they're both valuable. I will say you write your own check as a CEO. I will say, you know, I will, I will say that. I mean, you write, you write your own check. You get to decide who you want to work with, who you don't want to work with. Um, you know, but I like, I like, Tara, you have given us the best of both worlds. Let's just say that. I do want to say one of the best pieces of advice that our, our late founder of Black Enterprise, Earl Graves, told us in terms of his approach to hiring. He's like, I want employees with an entrepreneurial mindset. Yep. So your point about being a dualpreneur should make you more attractive to employers. He's like, I want employers or employees who are problem solvers. If you're an entrepreneur, you're working that mindset, you're a problem solver whether you have your own business or you're working in my business. So it, it really underscores everything that Dee just said, that it's a false choice to feel like you got to choose one over the other when having both of those elements make you valuable in a rapidly changing, constantly changing economy. 
Yes. These, these stories is a perfect story because at any point in time in your career, you, you will have been all of these things, depending on what, what life requires. Well, I, it looks like that dualpreneurship gave you the catalyst to become a full-time entrepreneur. And that's what dualpreneurship is for a lot of people is that bridge that you're a full-time employee, but you want to be a full-time entrepreneur. The dualpreneurship is that bridge so that you do not fall off the cliff and try to build it and crash and burn. You, you know what I'm saying? Um, and so have you noticed that most of the most successful people, most of the millionaires, they tell people not to quit their job to start a business, but the struggling entrepreneurs are telling people to quit their job to start their business. The reason why is misery loves company, right? And so you have to be very careful, the propaganda of whom you're listening to and who you follow. Because even those people that are millionaires that talk about when they were struggling financially, whatever, they always say, if I had to do it over again, I would have done things differently. Now you can do better, you know, because you've learned the lessons from them. So there's no need for me. And I did it. You can learn it from me. I quit my job to start a business because I didn't like my job and I failed miserably. And what I did not want to face is that an entrepreneur not making any money is unemployed. And so I didn't want to file for unemployment. I didn't want to get the business because in my mind, I was an entrepreneur, but I wasn't making any money. So if you're out there and you're an entrepreneur not making any money, you're unemployed. And so you may need to get employment so that you have that stream of income to fund your entrepreneurial spirit. I'm not saying, I'm just saying. <laughs> There's something else, you know, I wanted to ask you because, uh, so, so for the show, certainly we're asking the question, how can one start a business and have a job? Um, but you said something else. You said, you know what? You said, I wanna help people do it and uh, the right way and not lose their job. So there is a trend in corporate America in the Fortune 500 space of high level executives needing permission from their employer to do certain things. And so would love to hear your thoughts about about that? Um, the reason why, because from being a CEO of a financial institution, the reason why is the company that you do not own, you are representing that company and they want to be very careful of how you're representing them. And because the internet is the way it is and the climate is very sensitive, they want to be very careful that the person that is representing the organization doesn't do something that's not in line with their policies, procedures, and goals and everything like that. And so they do want to know, depending on how high up you are, you know, what is it that you're gonna do? One, to make sure there's no conflict of interest. And two, there won't be some kind of scandal that will affect them and, and their posture in whatever industry that they're in. And, and so the higher up you are, the, the more um, permission you're probably gonna to need to get. If you're just an employee and you're flipping a burger or whatever, or you're punching a clock or whatever, they may not really care. But I can say that if you are an employee, I'm not saying just an employee, you're very important. If you're an employee and you have a side business, you probably won't ever worry about getting a raise because you'll learn how to create your own raises. And so yeah. that's the other thing I wanna teach employers about dualpreneurs. I create my own raises. Awesome. So I'm going to say I have a bit of a different opinion. I know why corporations uh, do that. I just don't agree. It feels too much like 1619. It feels too much like ownership. What's the deal with corporate America um, having our, having us in um, handcuffs? What was it that they put us in? in 1619. Having us, that, yes. Mm -hmm. Having ownership over 
and control over what we do in our personal time, having ownership over our social media, over social media. I'm a former corporate exec. I get the why, Tara, but I wanted to hear from you because, and Alfred knows I'm super passionate and plugged in on policy side. And if I had it my way, I would really present the inquiry that some things are outdated and it no longer makes sense for major corporations to have you in a headlock to say where you can speak and where you can't. And the fact that I have to check in and the fact that my social media belongs to you, no, it doesn't. And so it's just like uh, what's going on uh, with the Olympics right now. Like, you know what? Yes and uh, no, that sounds outdated. So yes, I get a little heated about it because it reminds me back, like this is our cultural trauma. This is 1619 showing up. 1619 showing up that corporate gets to say what we do and what we don't do so anyway let me back out of that go ahead Tara (laughs) I absolutely agree with you there is some ownership issue or some control issues and it's called the golden handcuffs and they do it in several different ways and one of the ways they do it is through ownership of social media they don't say ownership of social media but they want to they want to control especially in the financial services industry especially if you're dealing with finra and all of that they want to control everything that you say what you look like what's book. hell they wanted me to unpublish my book financial fornication and i told them what they could kiss and where they could go you know bless the lord but um, you have to <laughs> You know, you have to be, you also have to make a decision of where you work and if that is the type of conditions you want to remain in. Because just because you don't like your job doesn't mean you quit to start a business. That means you quit the job to find another job that gives you what you need to be able to start your business. You know what I'm saying? There are some very toxic environment and workplaces that are still in the industrial age where you just need to be freed and delivered from, but you won't because you feel some form of safety and security in that, but they have all the control. Now it's time to be a little scared to get out of the comfort zone, get into an environment that is up to date, that will allow you to be who you are supposed to be in God so that you can get what you need financially, you can get what you need you know, professionally, and you can start doing your entrepreneurial venture. But again, just because you don't like your job is not a reason for you to quit to start a business. I wanna pick up on this starting point, at least what was the starting point for me when I was happy, I wasn't unhappy. I was successful. I was the editor-in-chief of Black Enterprise Magazine. I'd been in that role for 13 years and I wasn't unhappy, but there was something else that I wanted to do and I was trying to put my finger on it. And what, what, what got me started, the first step was saying, what does God want from my life? And what do I want from my life? And so as, as, as opposed to starting out with what kind of job do I want? I started with how do I want to live? What do I want to accomplish? What does God want for life? And what do I want for my life? And sometimes it's not even changing companies. Sometimes it's deciding what I've decided. Listen, uh, and it still took me maybe another four years to get to where I needed to be in terms of the role I had in the company. But it's like, I don't need to be in the chief role doing day-to-day operations over a staff of 25 people. That, that I had been totally happy with for more than two decades was not the future that I had imagined for myself. So sometimes it's not changing jobs. Sometimes, I mean, changing companies, but it might be changing jobs. It might be, okay, this is the role I should play inside this company. And if you're in a large corporation, 
there's lots of opportunities to adapt your career to jobs in that organization that will fit the lifestyle and the dreams and the goals that you have. But you're right, sometimes our ego gets tied up in it. Uh, when I first announced my plans to give up being the editor-in-chief of Black Enterprise Magazine, and that was when magazines were magazines, that some people was like, what's wrong with you? You know, and, and even my ego had to say, am I really gonna do this? This important thing about your purpose, your purpose in God, your purpose for what, what you're doing going forward, a lot of it is being willing to say, listen, this is not gonna allow me to do the things that I wanna do. And, and I gotta be willing to let go of some things to get something better. Absolutely. One of the things that I talk about, commandment number four, thou shalt pee right. Okay. The reason why I failed miserably as an entrepreneur the first time was because I didn't pee right. I didn't plan, prepare, position, and praise right. And so if you want to get started as an entrepreneur, a dualpreneur, whatever, you have to pee right. You have to plan what you want to do. Like Alfred said, what does God want from you? What do you want from yourself? You have to plan that strategy out, whether it's an exit strategy or your dualpreneur bridge strategy. You have to prepare, you know, save the money, save the capital. If you're not willing to invest in yourself, why should anybody else invest in you? For, you know, prepare with your education, prepare with, you know, the people you're around, position yourself around the right people. You know, I was hanging around my girlfriends and we were hanging out in the clubs, but that wasn't doing anything to help my entrepreneurial venture. So I had to start hanging around like-minded people. I had to start chasing Alfred Edmund around. What the hell? You know what I'm saying? So, and the praise, right? We're on social media. I was the queen of selfies, but nobody knew what I was doing. Like, what do you do anyway? So I had to make sure that I was clear in my messaging of what I did because people needed me, but they couldn't find me because I didn't know how to praise correctly. And so that's what I want to teach people in the dualpreneur Bible. I want it to be that resource guide to help them start their successful side business and move it to the next level if they want to be a full-time entrepreneur or stay a happy dualpreneur. You know, so much for me and others who are living this life or are striving to live this life circles back to what your purpose is. And too often along the way, we think our purpose is the job that we have or even the business that we have. And, and we lose track of what real purpose is and that purpose evolves over time. What I love about dualpreneurship uh, and, and, and I love about Dee's example in particular in terms of her story is that because she's never lost sight of her purpose and Dee and I have known each other for a minute too, she's been able to say, my North Star is this purpose that God has put in front of me. That everything else is movable. <laughs> everything else is maneuverable. Everything else can be redesigned. But if I'm focused on my God-given purpose, the rest of it is, is negotiable. And I think too often, whether we're an entrepreneur or we're a professional, we lock into, no, I am an investment banker. I am a doctor. I am a, you know, a fast food restaurant owner. And we lock into that and we think that is what we are and we get stuck on a track. And so dualpreneurship, I really love because it, I think it forces us to challenge our thinking about what we do, why we do it, who we do it for in this show, we should be ultimately working as unto the Lord. And that helps us become happy and fulfilled because we don't get lost or trapped or stuck. It's something that may have served us very, very well 10 years ago, but is not serving us right now. Amen. Thou shalt change your mind. Thou shalt change your mind. Verse one, you can't be a successful entrepreneur with an employee mindset. Come on, Tara Tara, <laughs> the dualpreneur uh, Bible.
You know, another thing that just came to mind, um, Alfred, based on what you said, and again, what you have, you have coined, um, Tara, is you know who else is struggling and needed this dualpreneur? Pastors, faith leaders. Pastors, yeah, I, um, I yeah. think the last few years have really, I, you could see, because there is a shift, them wanting a way out and mm -hmm. not knowing how to do it, wanting to do things. And we have one minute, um, and I think you were gonna jump in there, Tara. Do you wanna say something before we go to break? But, but I wanted to make sure I just highlight it. You are serving so many by just giving structure and language mm -hmm. um, to pull people out of being in handcuffs in, in uh, what Alfred just said, stuck in one track on one track. Yeah, I have three pastors who are my business coaching clients, and that's exactly what we're doing. We're doing something that is out of the realm of pastoring. They're pastors there, but they want to do something different, and we're creating that brand for them to do something different. So you're absolutely right. Pastors are in a need to fulfill their dream, not just as a pastor, but maybe as a life coach, maybe as a speaker, maybe as you know an educator. So definitely out there. I love my pastors. Tara, I, I don't want to lose you. I don't want to let you go before you let everyone know where they can learn more, where they, they can get a hold of the Dualpreneur Bible, where they can learn more about, you know, connecting with you, um, the events, both virtual and live that you've done and, and are doing. What's, what's the best way for our audience to stay connected to Tara Jackson? The best way to stay connected to me, go to dualpreneur.net. But if you want to get the book, all you have to do is look for the dualpreneurbible.com, the dualpreneurbible.com and you can get your copy. Um, I'm on all social media, Ms. Madam Money. Most people know me as Madam Money. So M-S-M-A-D-A-M-M-O-N-E-Y. Would love to connect with all of your listeners and viewers. Tara, well, you know, you know how I feel about you. So I just want to thank love you so you much. Thank you for joining us on Be Lifted Up, Your Guide to Living an Abundant Life. We know that your presence on this show is going to help so many people. Dee, we could do a whole separate show on pastors who are, you know, literally stuck in this space and don't know how to get out of it, you know? So thank you so much, Tara, for being on this show. Thank you so much. You're listening thank to you, Madam Money. Thank you. And there you have it. It's Be Lifted Up, your guide to living an abundant life. What an awesome show. Uh, Miss Madam Money, Tara Jackson, dualpreneur.net is where you will get the answers to the question that we asked at the beginning of the show. How can I start a business and keep my full-time job? Keep you all's good government jobs, your corporate jobs, your big checks, your, uh, let's see, your uh, health benefits, your tuition, keep all of that and know that uh, you are no longer uh, handcuffed to the job or the role. Um, and so, yeah, so such a, such a great show. Alfred, please share your final thoughts and then where they could find us. I'm just gonna leave one thought. Our God is not a God of limitation or lack. So don't think of it as you have to choose one or the other. You can create a life uh, that will serve God and serve you. And listen, stick with us. Follow Be Lifted Up Radio on all social platforms, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can also catch us on Sirius XM channel 141. And you can listen to us on demand at the Mocha Podcast, plural, mochapodcastnetwork.com. Listen, this is Alfred Edmund Jr. I'm with Dee Marshall. Thank you so much for joining us. And we'll look for you next time on Be Lifted Up, your guide to living an abundant life.
It's Be Lifted Up, your guide to living an abundant life. Announcing the Mocha Podcast Network, an innovative lifestyle podcast network featuring conversations from a black perspective. Curated with respected voices led by actresses and comedians, Sherry Shepard and Kim Whitley. We're funny and we have a yes. point of view. We call that edumatainment. That's what we call it. Ed- is that what it is? Veteran TV journalist, Rolanda Watts. Shocking the heck out of everybody. The legendary Funky Divas in Vogue. This topic is girl groups in the industry. To syndicated broadcast personalities, Lonnie Love and Dee Dee McGuire, as well as an array of experts and activists. Mocha Podcast Network, a lifestyle destination with authentic voices and perspectives designed to enrich and empower women of color with a unique listening experience. More than a destination, the Mocha Podcast Network is a full-service studio that offers an ongoing portfolio of production, distribution, marketing, guest booking, and most importantly, ad sales. With a unique revenue model for podcasters that includes customized promotional campaigns created specifically around podcaster and targeted audience, service social media promos and pushes, MPN brand advertising, targeted electronic newsletter, experienced sales representation, For advertisers, the Mocha Podcast Network is a safe marketplace to align their brands with trusted voices, organically engaging the highly in-demand female consumer and more. With quality over quantity, from concept to completion, now is the time for content creators and brands to join the innovative Mocha Podcast Network and experience unapologetic conversations with a new perspective.